am the Division Manager for Program Evaluation and Research in the Department of Finance and Procurement. We oversee uh, several functions, but particularly of interest to this group is ARPA funding and particularly ARPA grants for nonprofits. And today we will be going over our newest opportunity, which is the Community Support Services Grant Application. And we'll talk a little bit about the agenda here in just a second. Tracy, if you want to go ahead and go to the next slide, please. So we will talk primarily about the Community Support Services Grant Program that was released on September 7th. We'll tell you a little bit about the purpose, any clarifying um, information about the funding categories, the timeline, and any other information that you may need. Uh, we will also have our, our new grant management system operator walk through how to access the application, and then we'll go through how to apply and then what the review process is. So next slide, please. I'll talk a little bit um, as we move forward. We will be recording this presentation or um, posting on the county's webpage so you can use it for future reference uh, when uh, reviewing the application materials. And we just want to make sure that everyone has the correct information. If you do, um, if you haven't already, please mute your line. And if you don't know how to do that, we will mute it for you. That's no problem. But um, with, without further ado, I will turn it over to Barb to talk about the purpose of the grant, and then we will get into specific details. As you move through the material, if you do have questions, uh, please place them in the chat. We'll also pause for questions along the way. Um, and we can unmute you at specific times. But while we're going through the material, if, if something comes up to you, please go ahead and just place that in the chat. We will be monitoring. And with that, I'll turn it over to Barb. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Barb Lawrence, and I'm the grants coordinator uh, with Loudoun County within the Division of Program Evaluation and Research. Um, in the Department of Finance and Procurement. So welcome everybody. Thanks for being here. We're gonna go over the purpose um, of the ARPA Community Support Services um, nonprofit grant, um, which is to um, provide funding to nonprofits with a history of working within Loudoun County community um, who assist residents who are at or below 80% um, AMI or that um, area medium income. And uh, there's four uh, funding categories under this opportunity. That includes medical equipment, um, other financial supports, and utility assistance. So as with many of our nonprofit um, application uh, grants, the uh, county prioritizes investment in high quality services that provide documented positive outcomes for county residents. And funds are used to support um, residents through services provided by nonprofit organizations that complement current and planned services. And these valuable services administered by our nonprofits will be provided at no cost to residents who continue to require support to maintain their employment, transportation, insurance, and other services um, that keep their families whole. So the next slide. Um, here's some overview, the grant funding uh, limits and categories of funding, um, a total of $725,000 is um, available through this funding. Um, each award, so each category has a limit of $367,500. And again, those categories are durable medical equipment, um, other financial supports and utility assistance. There will be up to three wards, uh, awards um, will be funded with one in each category. 
and the, I'll go over kind of each of the categories a little bit, but the definitions by each category can also be found in the process manual. Um, but durable medical equipment, um, we're using the Virginia law as our definition. Um, so uh, DME, as it's referred to, uh, means medical equipment, supplies, and appliances suitable for use in the home, consistent um, with, again, another CFR, CFR law um, that treat, diagnose conditions, or assist the individual with functional limitations. DME funds may be used for the purchase of new equipment, must be purchased only for residents of Loudoun County who are at or below that 80% AMI. Funding is capped at $1,000 per household per year. And the funds, uh, the durable medical equipment must be purchased by December 31st, 2026. Our other financial supports category um, are defined as necessary payments to Loudoun County residents who, again, are at or below that 80% AMI that support health, mental health, transportation, insurance, and other short-term needs um, by residents who are experiencing disproportionate impacts of COVID-19. Examples may include, but aren't limited to health insurance payment, a medical or a mental health bill or copay, a vehicle payment, vehicle insurance, vehicle repair, hearing aids, eyeglasses, and other short-term needs to support the family's financial stability. Other financial services does not include funding for food, hoteling, vehicle rentals, rental assistance, or relocation services. Other financial supports um, is capped at $1,500 per household per year. Other financial supports must be provided to residents of Loudoun County, again, who are at that 80% um, AMI, and these funds also must be spent by December 31st, 2026. Utility assistance um, provides funds for organizations who offer emergency utility assistance services as part of a comprehensive strategy for individuals and family to regain self-sufficiency. Utility assistance will be capped at $2,000 per household per year, and households may request assistance for more than one utility. The assistance can be used to pay past due utility payments and current month payments. Payments must, payments must be made directly to the utility provider on behalf of the household. A household may submit utility bills as soon as they receive them. Um, again, Loudoun County residents at who are at 80% um, or below that AMI, and these funds too must be spent by December 31st, 2026. Next slide. Um, funding options, organizations may apply for all three categories. But to submit for more than one category, you must complete um, an application for each of those three categories. Um, so three applications must be submitted. Um, and organizations will be awarded proportional funding determined by level of need and relative positive impact on our Loudoun residents. Um, so again, only submit one application per category. If multiple applications are submitted by your organization in the same category, only the first application will be scored. Um, next slide, thank you. Eligibility criteria. Um, you must be an, uh, a certified 501c3. Um, you must provide the last three years of your IRS 990 forms and other financial documentation and be in good standing with the Virginia State Corporation Commission. Um, along with that, um, the county values partnerships, high quality services using evidence-based programs and best practices, strong data-driven outcomes and strong past performance. Um, because we use county funds to support um, the best services with the greatest impacts from the strongest providers uh, for our residents with the most critical needs. A last 
eligibility criteria um, is funds uh, can be used for any religious purposes um, and funds must be available to um, all residents of, of the county. Um, in addition to these eligibility criteria, um, to be considered for funding, um, applications must demonstrate um, some of the following criteria. Be able to present a documented data-driven need for the organization's program or service, show demonstrated outcomes for the program or service, show that the program or services provide a direct benefit to Loudoun residents, demonstrate that the program or service enhances the quality of life for our residents, show uh, documented efforts by the organizations to secure funding from other sources, demonstrate that the organization has administrative resources to administer funds and to implement and oversee the program or service, agree to sign a certification with the county and adhere to reporting requirements, and lastly, show that funding requested is realistic given the service level and that the organization does not rely prominently on county grant funds. So with that, I will turn it back to Tracy, who will review um, our timeline and the application. And can I just I just want to pause there while we don't have any questions in the chat. I want to make sure that there are no questions online um, for participants. If you do have a question, please raise your hand or unmute your line. OK, Valerie. Go ahead and unmute your line. Okay, yeah, if I can find the button, yep. I will. You got it. Um, so, um, you know me, I'm always full of questions. But, <laughs> so, how is this utility uh, assistance different from the one that we got from Tranche Two? Is there is there a significant difference in who your what what your target is, or I'm just trying to to um, and, and are we able to apply for additional distribution money through this grant? So I'll take that one. Um, so the question, what I'm understanding is, are you eligible to apply? Short answer is yes. Mm -hmm. um, the, the answer to the former question relating to, is there a difference? Really the difference is to expand um, programming for utility assistance. We have heard that that's a significant need that yes. remains in the mm -hmm. community. And um, in previous tranches, what we'd looked at are low and moderate income levels that are typically 60% AMI, whereas this wow. one is 80% AMI. Mm -hmm. um, and so really those are the major differences where we were focusing on those who were most disproportionately impacted while we're still looking at that we also mm -hmm. recognize that there are several needs for families who may be in a gap um, where assistance wasn't previously available and they've come on hard times whether they are displaced from a job or have um, unexpected needs as a as it relates to a family illness, et cetera. So really this is just an extension of some of the county's previous grant programs. Okay. Got you. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Other questions? All right. Okay. We do have another question from Catherine. You've stated that the purpose of this grant is to nonprofits who serve residents at or below 80% AMI. Are applicants required to provide data on the income of those that they serve? So, Catherine, that's a great question. And we are looking not necessarily at organizations who serve the um, residents at or below 80% AMI. We are looking for evidence that you provide services in the community and that you have a strong demonstrated history of positive outcomes in the community. Um, so applicants would be required to provide some data on income as that's something that is required for our ARPA funding. So we will require that reporting from you um, and then we have to report that to the federal government. And there are several ways that you can um, 
report those specific data in the application and then we can work with you to make sure that the reporting is accurate for federal reporting. And Allison from Mobile Hope, the second option, financial assistance regarding transportation, does that cover Uber and Lyft or just vehicle repair? That's a great question. And that's something that we can discuss um, as part of the application process. I don't think we would exclude Uber or Lyft, but I think there would need to be a demonstrated need for the client to use Uber or Lyft as opposed to other public transportation. Um, so that would be something that if you included that in your application, we may want to circle back to make sure that the there is a demonstrated need. And then um, lastly, just as as you mentioned, Uber or Lyft, there is a stipulation that we will not cover vehicle rentals. So that is something to, to keep in mind. Um, gas cards. Val asks, um, what about gas cards? That's a good question. Um, we often state that any kind of gift card of any sort has to be tracked. Um, and it is often difficult to do so in terms of tracking the card identification number and who's using that card. So there would be some communication back and forth regarding what exactly that would look like and what your protocol is for tracking gas cards, just as if they were gift cards. So uh, there would be some um some more clarification needed on the side of the organization to understand what the demonstrated impact of a gas card versus another type of payment would be. Right. That looks like all of the questions for now. So we'll turn it back over to Tracy. Sure. Thanks, Megan. I'm Tracy Alperstein. I'm the ARPA nonprofit grant support specialist. Um, this timeline has been up for you guys for the last couple of minutes. Um, of note, the grant application is due um, on October 12th at 4 o'clock. Um, we'll be accepting, working back from that, we'll be accepting the uh, questions on the application at um, nonprofits at loudon.gov through the 25th and um, post them up on um, loudon.gov. Uh, slash grant opportunities are on the 26th. Uh, then the application will be in a review process um, mid-October through uh, November. Um, and then uh, recommendations will be presented to the Board of Supervisors, FGOEDC, for approval and then to the full board. Um, MOUs will follow and be due January 30th. And then the a uh, period of funding uh, starts on February 1st. Um, as this is ARPA funding, there will be quarterly expenditure reports due. Um, the funding deadline, so all monies from the grant must be expended by December 31st, uh, 2026, and then you'll, your final report will be due a month later in January 2027. Um, okay, and then on the next slide, I will just show you um, loudon.gov slash grant opportunities so you know where to locate the RFA. Let me just switch my screen share. So it's um, loudon.gov slash grant opportunities. Um, here you could access the online application, and we'll have Andrew from Amplifund, our new grants management system, um, go over with how to access Amplifund and start your account um, momentarily. We also have the grant uh, process application manual, uh, which Barb referenced that had those definitions for each of the categories um, with the specific examples. And we have some frequently asked uh, questions already. Um, the webinar, as Megan mentioned, will be posted here on this page. We'll also post a PDF of the PowerPoint with some screenshots about um, uh, 
that with the new grants management system and then um, Amplifund provided us with some user guides um, uh, to help get us started. Um, so with that, I'm going to stop sharing and pass it over to Andrew from Amplifund. And can we just pause right there? We do have one additional question in the chat and I want to make sure that it is recorded. Um, the question is, does the financial assistance option cover daycare? So for child care, um, we anticipate that the Loudoun County residents should access child care subsidy first. Um, they do, you know, have that extended child care subsidy up to 85% of the state's AMI. So I would suggest um, contacting child care subsidy first. In the event of family, friend, and neighbor care, we would need some verification of what the service is that's being provided and then the cost of that service because subsidy may or may not provide that coverage. Um, so there is some negotiation that could go on there, but child care subsidy would be the first place to go um, for for child care coverage. And all right, I think that is everything in the chat. Hopefully you all can see my screen now. Um, for those of you I've never met before, my name is Andrew Lesky. I work with Amplifund and I've been working with the team here at Loudoun County for the past several months in anticipation of getting some of their upcoming opportunities getting going in the system. So when you follow the online application link that Tracy was just shown on the website, it will direct you to um, the Amplifund applicant portal. And within the applicant portal is where you'll be directed uh, to fill out the application itself. When you first click that link, it will take you to this kind of opportunity overview screen. From here, there will be a number of different sections about the opportunity, the award information, the submission information, uh, when there'll be you know, the, the opportunity for technical assistance sessions and some of the eligibility uh, parameters associated with it. In order to apply for this opportunity and for all opportunities that will be launched through Amplifund, your organizations will each be required to register. So at the point when you get to this screen here and you click that apply button, it will take you to a login. Um, once you've registered your organization, you each will have the ability to add additional users to your specific organization where they will have access to the application. If you are granted um, or you are awarded the, the grant itself, um, the grant itself will also be managed through the system and you will have the ability to use your same login credentials that you said here in the applicant portal. So once you click that apply button, you're brought to this login screen, though you do not yet have an email and a password established, you have the opportunity down here to click register where you have, um, you can then register your organization. So here you'll be prompted to create a new account uh, where you can just enter your email address and your organization information. You can set a password. And then you can put in your contact information along with your organization information. Any address that you add here in the contact information section can be duplicated down in the organization by clicking that same as above. So here I'm going to say my name is John Doe, 1234 Side Street. And then when I click that same as above, any address information that I entered up here is going to be entered down there. Here, I'm going to give my organization a single name. So this is John Doe Incorporated. If there's anything that requires a change from my organization between my individual contact information, I'd have the ability to do so. At the point when I click register, I'll be brought to the terms and conditions page. Um, where you can read through, and these are just the basic terms of using Amplifund. Down at the bottom, there is an I accept button, at which point you now have a login 
for the system. So when you reaccess that same URL from before and you were prompted with that login screen, you can use the email address and password that you had set. All information that is sent from Amplifund will come from a no reply at gotomygrants.com. Um, there's a little note about it when uh, you're on the login screen. So just make sure you either check your spam folder or add that as a safe sender so that you have the ability to receive any emails, um, which will be the contact from Loudon as well as um, you know future notifications that are sent through the system. Um, a couple things about the organization record before we get to the actual application itself. So now that I've registered my organization and I have a user record tied to my organization, I have the ability as the administrator for my organization to add additional users. So up here at the top where it's showing my name, John Doe from John Doe Inc. If I click on that, I have the ability to get into my account information. I can always change my password and I can also log out from here. If I open up that account information, screen. I'm just going to open it up in a new tab. From here, if I need to make any changes to my organization, I can do so here. Um, up at the top, you also have the ability to click into the users and see or add or manage any other users that are associated with your application process. So if I need to add an additional user, I have the ability to walk through, create a user record for them, and then you can invite them uh, to be a part of the application. And again, they would just establish their password, um, <clears throat> excuse me, establish their password, accept the terms and conditions, and then they'd have access to your organization's applications. Um, there are two different user types that are associated with the system, and I'm just going to click into add user. And I'll kind of walk or talk through real quick just about those roles. So if I hover over that little eye icon next to the role, you'll see that there are two separate roles available when creating new users, administrators and editors. Administrators can create, edit, delete, and withdraw applications. They have access or the ability to add additional users or manage the users associated with the organization in the applicant portal. Um, whereas editors, if your role is defined as an editor, you only have the ability to edit and view your application. You can make modifications within the application, but the submit button to the application will be grayed out for any user who is identified as an editor. So again, filling out all of this information and then clicking invite will send an email from no reply at gotomygrants.com to whatever email or whichever email address you enter here um, where they will be invited into your application. So once I have established my organization record, then I will have the ability to apply now that I'm logged in. Right now, when I click into, it's going to bring me into the actual um, ARPA Community Support Services nonprofit grant application. A couple things about this, you'll see up at the top, there's sort of a navigational tool here. Um, we were previously looking at the opportunity details, which is now checked, and the target is indicating that we are on the project information section. With each of these sections, you will be required to mark them as complete in order to submit my application. So if I jumped forward to submit, I'd see that you know, I have sections that have not been marked as complete. So I can jump back using that tool up at the top to get to any section of the application and you always have the ability to save your progress along the way. So any field within this form or any of the other sections of the application that are denoted with an asterisk indicate that that is going to be a required field, meaning I also cannot mark this form as complete until I um, add a valid entry within any of those marked fields. So I can say this is John Doe's application um, with the award requested amount. You have the ability to enter any amount here, and that amount is also going to then pull in to my budget section, in which I will be required to allocate or fully allocate the amount that is being indicated on this project information section. So whatever amount you identify in the award requested field will pull into the budget and you will then be required to allocate within the budgets that uh, the budget parameters that have been established for you um, that full amount there. So you can see down here, once I filled in all required fields, my primary contact information is being inherited from my organizational details. I have the ability to save, mark as complete, or save and continue. In order, again, to submit the application, all sections do need to be marked as complete. 
You can also go revert back if you are still in progress or inadvertently mark something as complete. You can unchange by clicking mark as in progress. Along the way, I then can save and continue and it will move me forward in this modal up here. So I've completed my opportunity details. Now my project information has been marked as complete, giving me that check mark, and I've moved forward to the application form. So in this particular opportunity, there is only one single uh, application form. From here, if I would like to print it and review it offline, I have the ability to do so. I can download my application as I've completed it so far as well. So if at any point you want to download your application, which I do recommend you download your completed application prior to submission so that you have a copy of it uh, readily available, um, you have the ability to do so from any of these screens up in your top navigation tool. So from here, if I click onto that form, it's going to bring you into the actual application form itself. And again, same thing is going to hold true. Any field that is denoted with an asterisk within the form itself is going to be required in order for you to mark this form as complete. So top, we have our organizational information, authorizing official contact. There's an request, uh, description of the different categories of funding and then some pertaining questions to each of those respective categories. So you'll scroll through and you'll see all different field types. Um, you have the ability to copy and paste from Word into any of these sections if you so choose. Um, there are a number of required uploads as well, so you'll be tasked with choosing the file from your local or shared drive and uploading it and attaching it to the form kind of see all of the different types of fields that are available for you to input your information within. And again, down at the bottom, you'll have that save, mark as complete, and save and continue. You'll notice I didn't fill in any fields, so if I tried to click mark as complete, I will receive this application error, just indicating that there are a number of fields on the screen that I did not um, fill in. So making sure that you've gone through, you can always scroll back up and see anything that's showing with that red indicates that a response is required within that field and you have not yet provided one. However, I do have the ability to still save and continue. So any progress that I've put or made towards that application form uh, will be saved. You'll also notice then up at the top here that that application forms does not have a check in it. So it was left blank, meaning I'm not on it. I'm currently on the budget screen, but I have the ability to to click back into that application forms uh, and revise or update anything that I've not missed. So um, understanding that you're not going to be necessarily able to complete the entire application in one sitting, you all have other things going on. So um, coming in when you have the opportunity and making progress, just make sure that you save your progress along the way. So with the budget section, um, these are the available expense budget categories for which you the uh, task of allocating that $25,000 that was indicated within my project information section. As you are adding line items within each of these respective expense budget categories, the amount that you have indicated for that line item will reduce from the total overall budget cost. So I can see here that message from the system telling me that the total overall budget cost must be $0 in order for me to mark this section as complete. Similar to the other sections, I always have the ability to just save and continue or save and come back and update as I um, go through the application process. So but to add a line item, all you need to do is pick the respective category. So I can take fringe benefits for CY 2024 and click that plus sign next to it. Each category um, may or will have its own respective instructions within that category. So I can see here for the fringe benefits CY 2024, I need to input costs for February 1st, 2024 through December 31st of 2024, providing my agency's fringe benefit totals. And the narrative section down here should include what benefits are covered under fringe. I can call this line item my fringe benefits, indicate that it's $5,000, we'll go $10,000, and then indicate in the narrative section which benefits are covered under this particular fringe.
dental and 401k. So when I create that line item, the line item itself will display. It'll show me the amount. I have the ability to edit that into uh, respective line item, or I can remove it or delete it. But you all know, also notice that the $10,000 from which I allocated was removed from my overall revenue budget cost of $25,000, showing that I still have a total overall budget cost of $15,000, meaning $15,000 remaining um, that need to be allocated within the rest of this budget before I have the ability to mark this form as complete. And then again, that last section is our submit section. Um, and until I have uh, completed forms or marked as completed both my application form and budget sections, I will not have the ability to submit. So it's going to be very important that um, as you are entering all of your information, you, you mark each section of the application uh, as complete in order to get to the submit screen and have a green submit button. At which point, once you have completed those, you can click submit. It'll say, are you sure you want to submit your application? Once you submit it, you will not have the ability to make any modifications or edits to it. So um, reviewing your application, making sure that other eyes have seen the application, that everything is, is complete on it and all uh, appropriate uploads have been attached, at which point you can go ahead and submit. At the point of submission, um, you'll have the ability again to review or download your application at any time by accessing your applicant portal, um, but it will also send a notification to the Loudoun County team letting them know that in this case, John Doe Incorporated has submitted an application uh, for the ARPA Community Support Services nonprofit grant. Andrew, um, that was really great. Can you show them where they could go after logging in um, to access their application again? Just to Yeah, so once you log in, it will bring you to to the screen at any point from your account information screen you can access your applications that you have started as well um, so it'll bring you to this application screen if you have multiple applications or any other you're applying for any other opportunities within the county at this point in time all of those respective applications will show so um, you know, for your organization as a whole, all applications that are being submitted to Loudoun County for this department and other Loudoun County departments will all be managed through this system. Um, so it will be important to know that you have the ability or perhaps you need to reach out to other users within your organization that may have already uh, applied for any opportunity and ask one of them if they are the administrator to have you added as a user for your respective organization. Any questions um, from anyone that are over there as it pertains to kind of the functionality associated with submitting or completing an application for this opportunity? Not seeing any in the chat. Andrew, thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate everything um, you're doing to uh, prepare us for this opportunity. Um, can you also put in the chat the um, help desk email? So if anyone has questions on the application, like content wise, they can email nonprofits at loudon.gov. But if it's something technical um, with the application and we don't have Andrew on the phone helping us. Uh, there is a uh, support line through Amplifund. Yeah, absolutely. I will put it in there right now. Okay. And then I'll go ahead and if there's no questions, I'll go ahead and share my screen and highlight. Uh, Andrew did such a thorough job, but I'll highlight some of the um, the, the questions and um, the, the zoom in on the budget a little bit um, just in uh, for the rest of the presentation. So let me go ahead and share. Go to the application section. Uh, so Andrew showed the opportunity details, project information, application forms, and the budget template. 
Um, and I will show you this in a second, but just note that there is a question pertaining to the financial, uh, to the budget justification and the budget template section comes after the application form. So I'll show you all of that in one second. So after you go through that opportunity link uh, on um, london.gov slash grant opportunities and click the online application and apply. Okay, sorry, my apply button disappeared again, Andrew, um, after I've logged in. So well, I can so, unmute myself. So if you click on Tracy Alperstine up at the top, mm -hmm. and then you go to, oh, wait, are you in? Not sure why the apply button went away. I've been having to um, reset, and this is good for the applicants too, I guess. I've been having to reset the cache and restart my browser, but I just did that before this presentation. Um, uh, Barb, so, did you say? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say yes. So if we do have this kind of technical difficulty, this is where you would use the support at Amplifund um, that Andrew just put in the chat. But typically you can just refresh or close out of your browser and come back in or reset your um, your history for the day. And that typically um, makes the, the application work. I think, Tracy, what would happen is your user is not actually set up to be able to access the applicant portal, which I just corrected. So if you refresh your screen, it should, should okay. show apply. <laughs> but yes, an excellent opportunity to reach out to us and, and certainly can help figure out what's going on and why you don't have access to it. We did that on purpose. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I still do not. Um, I'm not able to. Okay, I have the application up if you want me to share my screen. Okay, again. yes, please. Just let you direct me where to go. So, and if you can make it a tiny bit bigger, too, just because we'll be looking at the question content. Um, okay, thank you. And then if you go to application forms and scroll down a little bit. So, I just wanted to note um, that um, after a request overview, so if you keep scrolling, um, after the categories of funding, there are conditional questions, and those will come up first. Um, and with the durable medical equipment, other financial support services, and utility assistance, we're really looking for um, your protocol for distributing the services here. And um, the data, uh, what data you collect, and how you prioritize uh, who gets the funding. So that's what we're looking at in these first few questions. So once you click on utility assistance, that one will say 30C, um, and th those are the objectives of that question. Um, durable medical equipment, if you're doing multiple applications, will be 30A, and then other financial supports will be 30B. Uh, and then if you scroll down a little bit more, um these projected number of residents served should match your budget so you notice that um andrew showed a, a three-year budget when he was looking at the category um so those funding windows are the same so february 1st 2024 through december 31st 2024 and then we have um this the same january 1st uh, 2025 and 2026 um and so we just want to make sure that all of those match when we're submitting the application. And then you can scroll down just a little bit more. So um, 
And the other thing that I wanted to point out, um, you can keep going. And if you have specific questions about any of the questions in the application, that's when you would email nonprofits at loudon.gov. And please try to do so by the 25th. Um, so um, we have enough time to address your questions. Um, there is a logic model component. I want to turn it over um, to Megan to, to talk about this and why evaluation matters and how we've customized this logic model template. Yeah, thanks, Tracy. And um, if we can just scroll back up, Andrew, to the budget or the, the current, the three years. We've had this question in previous tranches. And if you feel as though the budget um, cap that is placed on this, which is the 367,000, is not going to reach across three years, that is okay. Um, you would just enter zero into the third year budget. So some um, some areas for funding, some program areas may be able to reach across all three years with the anticipated unduplicated counts. Some may not, given the volume of requests. So please just note that what we're looking for is the projected number of residents served and how that looks compared to your budget. So if you don't have a three-year budget, we don't anticipate seeing three years of projected numbers. Um, so please just make sure that those are matching. And um, this is something that we will pay close attention to in, in the review. And so, Andrew, if you can just scroll down to the logic model. And if you can download the logic model, essentially applicants, this is a similar process to what you did for um, previous applications. It is our logic model. We always um, require an evaluation of our programs because it really does support program and strategic planning for us. It also helps us to better understand what the outcomes are and how you track progress towards your goals. But um, if you've been to some of our trainings through ARPA, what it also does is helps to tell your story. We are looking for if-then statements. If-then, um, then what, right? So we are anticipating the same type of outcome and impact statements that you've provided in previous grant funding cycles, but specific to this grant funding. Again, this grant funding should be treated as separate from other ARPA funds, from human service nonprofit funds, et cetera. So what you will need to do is download this logic model and complete it based on the area that you are focusing for funding. And so you will need to include um, your inputs. So those resources that your organization already has especially if you are um, operating programs that already fit into these um, these funding opportunities, you know, what staffing do you already have? And then what the activities are that you will be uh, developing or demonstrating. So in what ways are the activities that your organization performing, um, how are they Put it into a protocol, put into a process, what does that look like and in what ways can you outline that as an activity, which then goes into the count. So this is the unduplicated counts of clients, of services, etc. And so one thing that you need to really pay close attention to this term is looking at those outcomes and anticipated impacts. So if you have a protocol that, um, you know, helps with durable medical equipment, how is this person better off six months from now? How is this person better off two years from now? Do you anticipate that their challenges are lessened? And if so, in what way? So what we want to see are, are these logical moves, very small. They, they don't need to be grand quality of life is better because that doesn't tell us how you're measuring things. We need small 
measurable outcomes that are associated with the steps that you're taking in your program to be able to assess the impact. So just note that we really are paying attention to evaluation as always, um, but that this isn't any different from the other programs if you've been a previous applicant for the Human Service Nonprofit Program. Um, for Tranche 1 or Tranche 2 ARPA, we are still looking at the same anticipated outcomes. As we also are looking at these, you know, we, we want to make sure that you have some sort of instrument or um, how a, a data collection methodology. Are you using surveys? Are you using a database? Do you have a pre-post questionnaire, for instance? Do you have a needs assessment intake? And then do you have an exit interview? If so, what do those data tell you? Um, are you looking at case files? Tell us how you will be interpreting, measuring, and then reporting outcomes based on your programmatic um, implementation. And so, Andrew, if you can close out of this one, I do just want to go back to the budget. We did have a question earlier about where you would place some items. So scroll down just a bit. As you can see, we have predetermined the budget categories. So this will help with any questions that you have related to the budget. But um, please note that when you are looking at your direct assistance, there is the direct resident assistance category. That is where you will be placing those $1,500,000 or um, $2,000 payments. So that is where you will place your direct financial assistance to residents. That's probably the most important category that we will be looking for is um, in what ways you will be prioritizing that funding. We do have a cap on indirect costs as always. Um, so unless you have a federally negotiated indirect cost rate agreement, we are looking at a, um, I believe, Tracy, correct me if I'm wrong, 20% or 10%? No, yeah, 10%. 10%. 10%. So, 10%. Um, and there are some directions, in budget directions in the application, and I did want to point this out. Uh, but while we're in this budget category, I just want to know, and um, Andrew, if you zoom in just a little bit more <laughs> again, sorry, okay. Um, and open up the uh, any of the line items. In order for your budget to be considered complete, we really want to make sure that you're also filling in this narrative section. So while we're here, I just want to highlight that. And then going back to the application form. Um, Thank you. And see how easy it is to navigate Amplifund. You can just use those buttons at the top <laughs> to go to the different sections. And then if you scroll down to the financial narrative part, so you'll see all those uh, required forms. There's also, and if you, uh, I must be blind. Okay, if you zoom in just a little bit. Okay, so here's where Megan was talking about the direct service costs and indirect costs. Um, so uh, the budget, Filling in the line items is a separate part of the application, but these direct costs being 90% of the application and indirect costs should add up to the total in the project budget that Andrew showed in the beginning um, and the budget. And in order for the whole budget part to be complete, this question number 58 must be um, completely filled in with detail too. Um, and then there are some directions right ahead of that section. Um, the budget, uh, should only be for the Loudoun County dollars you are requesting. So if your whole utility assistance program is for $350,000, but you're only requesting $100,000 from us, we just want to see a budget for $100,000. Um, and Megan, I just want to make sure I didn't cut you off. Did you have more for evaluation? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. fine. I think, you know, with with the time constraint, I think we're good. OK. Um, 
And Barb already went over some of the SEC requirements at the beginning. Um, if you scroll up to the upload section, I just want to note that organizations, um, if you're providing, so organizations receiving federal funds of 750000 or more, um, they're uh, they're required to have a an audit. And if you do have an audit, you don't have to submit all of the statement of activities and financial positions. You just have to provide the audit. And that is in there. And then with the last little bit, um, Andrew, I think I'll just share my screen again really quick to talk about the review process. And then we'll, uh, in the next 30 seconds, So thank you for bearing with, with us. Uh, and again, all of these, um, there will be some screenshots of the application um, that will be in the PDF. So um, So um, we'll have uh, 15 to 20 subject experts um, reviewing the applications. There will be three reviewers per application. Um, and uh, we'll be making funding, funding recommendations will be made uh, based on available funding, your score. Um, there will be, um, the, the volume of the request, there will be uh, three applications awarded and the reasonability of proposed budget items. So I just want to end here um, so you guys have this information. Again, the application is due uh, October 12th by four o'clock. Um, you can submit questions to us at nonprofits.loudon.gov. And then in December, um, the recommendations will be forwarded to the board. And we do have two questions in the chat. If um, if you need to exit the presentation, by all means, please do. But if you do have additional questions, we will remain on the line and open it up for for questions. Two questions that are in the chat. The first is on financial assistance. One question is, can you please define short term needs? And um, we purposefully did not define that in the grant manual because short-term needs may be different. So I provided an example in the chat that says um, short-term needs would be something that's needed for maybe less than two months for a family or one time um, to make a family financially stable. But your organization may define this in a different way. If your organization has that definition or has um, a clear protocol for what short-term versus long-term means, um, we would want to see that in the application. But essentially, we are not looking for month over month support to families or to residents um, that would then cause a dependency on these funds. These are meant to be short term one time infusions or um, emergency type of infusions of funds to make sure that the family or the resident remains financially whole. So we don't want to encourage month over month over month um, anticipating that these funds will run out. This is the last of the ARPA funds. So there will be no more after this. We need to make sure that these are um, one-time infusions. The additional question is, what if you have a financial review from a CPA? Where would that go in the financial form section? And I'm going to look to Barb and Tracy to answer that question, where the financial reviews would go and where you would prefer them to be uploaded. I think that I would put them in the audit field. So we would still need to have those financial statements. Um, the only time that we're asking or uh, an audit is um, acceptable is if 
you're doing if your organization has seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or more and you're doing that audit so if you're just doing an internal financial audit we would still need to have all that financial documentation and then would they put the review um, you can certainly include the the review um, as well okay All right, I don't see any more questions in the chat. If there are additional questions, please unmute your line and we will be happy to answer them. There was one follow-up in regards to the per period of performance. Um, okay. As 35 months from February 2024 to December of 2026, that is correct. All right, any additional questions? All right, seeing none, we thank you so much for your time. We encourage you to apply and we look forward to any additional questions you have or um, clarifications we can provide. We look forward to reading your applications. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon.